0: I think this time should be good. Yo, 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 what it do everybody, it's your boy Walter Doom back for another episode of Let's Talk About Horror, the podcast where we talk about any and everything related to the genre, yes. We got an action-packed show for today for you guys. First off, we're going to be talking about a couple of news. The screen reboot is coming out. We're going to talk a little bit about the Mandela Effect and also about the Joker. And then later on in the show, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts and opinions about the show Rattlesnake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I need you guys to do is just gather around, sit somewhere comfortable, get some pop. That laugh for us one time. <laughs> <Give> those applause. <laughs> and when I come back, you guys, <laughs> it will be time to start the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Turn those applause off real quick. Um. Yeah, glad to be back, you guys. Glad to have you guys with me. All five of you people that are listening right now. Just as long as you guys don't boo me. (laughs) Oh, man. I got to tell you guys one thing before we get into the news right now. I went to Camp Flognog that weekend where Drake got booed. And, man, that shit was fucking crazy. I mean... I don't know what to tell you guys. I was actually there. I was there when it happened. I was there with all the hype and all the excitement and all the preconceived thoughts of like who the secret performer was going to be. And I was there when people were actually enjoying listening to Drake at first, but then were disappointed to realize. He was the special performer. Alright, so for you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, or I mean you guys should know what I'm talking about if you're really active on the internet because I know I am. (laughs) And man, was those Twitter feeds, Instagram posts, they were really rampant full of trolls and just all types of memes that were out. But anyway, for those that don't know and probably just listen to me to get, like, little news here and there. Um, Tyler, the Creator, which is a rapper, part of a collective group called Odd Future, they have their annual carnival called Camp Flognaw. Um, it was at Dodger Stadium, and this year, they had, like, a lot of performers, and this year, like Tyler does every year, he always have a special performer. Now, this special performer is never really by my understanding, is never really known. I mean, it's a special performer, and usually the special performers he usually brings out are usually just a big surprise for everyone. Um, One year, he brought out Kanye West. Another year, he brought out, I believe, Kid Cudi. Um, Another year, he brought out Mac DeMarco, and by my standards of music listening, those are all not bad names to kind of bring out. I like all those artists equally so this year Tyler had a special guest lined up that was headlining for his Sunday closing of the of the festival everybody had their own idea and agenda and I saw this literally in Instagram's um, post for the for the festival everyone was kind of coming to grips that either Kanye West or Frank Ocean we're going to be the special performer. Well, to everybody's detriment, no, it wasn't. What we ended up getting was ASAP Rocky, which was fine. Okay, I mean, that's understandable. ASAP, that's Tyler's boy. You know, we got Little Uzi Vert. Okay, okay, Tyler is cool with Little Uzi. You know, they did their thing on Igor and what have you. Maybe we'll see more collaboration between those two guys. But the biggest surprise of them all... Was Drake. No one saw it. No one saw this coming. I didn't even see this coming. I couldn't believe my eyes on what I was seeing. That Six God Drizzy Drake, Aubrey Graham, <laughs> was the surprise performer at Camp Flognaw. Now, for me personally, I mean, I'm not a Drake fan. I personally don't care for Drake's music. I mean, there's some songs I like here and there. There's a couple of albums I actually do like by him. But overall, as an artist, I really don't care. Personally. But for me, I know when I'm getting like more bang for my buck. Is what I'm trying to say. And... What I saw was we were having a performer who goes for just probably at minimum maybe three hundred, five hundred to two grand, ten grand to perform on stage. I mean, seeing Drake live is really expensive. It's just as expensive as seeing Jay Z and Beyonce. Separate or together on stage. So yeah, I mean. I knew what I was getting out of the deal. A lot of Kim off fans. Probably those that were younger. And I'm not trying to like. Disrespect anybody that's of a younger audience. That may be listening to this. But. They did not appreciate Drake being on stage. And actually when he was performing more than two songs that he promised that he was going to perform things got out of hand out of out of hand real quickly and that really changed the mood for a lot of people that were out there watching him now me I was just enjoying every moment of him being on stage because he was actually performing songs that I actually liked so I didn't really care I was like alright keep going Aubrey you know But for a lot of people that were like younger or probably just weren't Drake fans and they were stone cold, cold hearted Frank Ocean fans, they didn't like that shit at all. And they booed him almost immediately. Like there was some boos happening throughout his performance. Like some people really wanted him off the stage. And they weren't really enjoying some of the songs he was performing. Tyler was. But not the fans. And when Drake actually asked if he could keep going and what have you. You know, a lot of people immediately booed him off stage and and kicked him off. Now, the thing I got to say is that Drake really handled that whole situation cordially. I really do like the way he handled it. I mean, instead of going, fuck LA or anything like that. I mean, like maybe some other rappers probably would have been. He actually got off stage very kindly and just genuinely was like, my name is Drake. I hope you guys have a good night. Peace out. Now, I got to say, I mean, Drake really did take the high road on this one. But when people finally realized Frank Ocean was not going to come out at all oh boy did things get real nasty real quick (laughs) it actually didn't really take it didn't really get that fast i should say where things got nasty but it really did get to that point where people were really disappointed and they waited out for a very long time i should say some people actually waited probably 30 minutes after drake was done who, by the way, ended his set 10 minutes early because people booed him off stage. People literally waited damn near 30 minutes hoping that Drake, that not Drake, but Frank Ocean would come out. But never did. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of you guys seen on YouTube some of the clips of Camp Flognor fans just sitting there screaming Frank Ocean, we want Frank, because literally I was there in that crowd when they were screaming, we want Frank, we want Frank, and I didn't bother to scream none of that shit, because I realized Frank Ocean was not going to come out at all. But, I was like, okay, it's a surprise performance, so we never know. I kept my eyes peeled. I went While I was leaving from that stage to my own detriment of like all right drake was the performer i'm sad i'm kind of satisfied but not really satisfied because i did want to see frank ocean or kanye west which is who i was hoping was going to be the surprise performer i wanted to hear some kanye i already seen frank at fyf i low-key wanted to see kanye i wanted to see Jesus. jesus is king you know the the Louis Vuitton Don. But. Instead we saw the 6th God. I'm not tripping. But at the same time. I wanted Kanye. <laughs> but. Yeah me and my friend. We, we left. I kept looking to the back of the stage. Trying to see if anybody was going to pop out. No one popped out. So I was like alright. That's pretty much it you know they already flashed on the sign saying "Make go home safely that's it they're breaking down the stage that is it so I didn't really like stick around for anything else trying to hope for something different would happen but apparently people did stick around and they were singing Frank Ocean songs outside the venue in unison now to me honestly i i don't know i i actually thought it was very pathetic in my opinion about a lot of things that was happening during that whole festival i really thought it was pathetic for the fans to kind of boo drake like this is uh Superstar artist who goes for a lot, and we paid some of us paid from like 300 to 500 bucks just to see him if we didn't buy it on resale, which we could have ended up paying more if you were buying VIP. Now, it was pathetic with the whole booing, it was pathetic to actually perceive that this this one person that everybody really wants to see was going to be there just because he's tight with someone which Frank Ocean is tight with Tyler the Creator you know because he's part of the group Odd future also. I didn't agree with any of that. It, it was whack. It was real whack. But I mean for me I enjoyed it myself with what I got out of the whole festival and all the things that I enjoyed I mean I had some moments where which I cannot stop remembering <laughs> that is going to stick with me forever I mean my goodness you know I mean actually seeing most deaf in front of me live who is also a very rare performer to see because he's not living in the country these days he's living out, in, out somewhere in Africa or somewhere around the world so you know to see most deaf actually perform and I got really close because everybody wanted to see Tyler, which I've seen him already. And I and it was pretty much my third time seeing him at a festival performing. Because I seen him the first time I went to Camp Flogna, And the second time I seen him was at the Agenda Festival, which he really got the crowd rowdy, <laughs> might I add. That crowd really got rowdy when he was performing. I mean, they didn't get that rowdy when... Ludacris, Cameron. I mean they got rowdy when Ludacris performed Move Bitch and it was dope, but they didn't get that rowdy with Ludacris, you know. But point being, um, it was a good festival. I like it. I mean, I'm hoping to go next year, and hopefully they got a lot more great performers that I probably would have never seen before. I mean, I almost wish I made it to Willow set because she brought out Jaden and I miss Jaden because I've been wanting to see Jaden perform for a while, but hey, I mean, there's probably some of you guys out here that's like, why are you talking about this shit? <laughs> but I'm talking about things that's going on, <laughs> but y'all don't want to hear that shit. Y'all want to hear about some horror stuff. All right, so moving on, Um, let's talk about this Disney Plus shit. Now, as you guys know, this month, Disney Plus just got added to the streaming wars, As as so did Apple Plus TV or whatever that bullshit is called. And pretty soon, HBO Max will be out and a couple of other streaming services also. My thoughts on this one is, fuck all that bullshit. (laughs) I'm just saying right now. I mean, right now, as you guys can see, we're not going anywhere for, like, some YouTube accessibility because as many fucks and shits I'm saying right now. But it has to be necessary. It is definitely necessary because this is getting out of hand. And it's funny because i seen a meme that was um, mimicking Star Wars um, Revenge of the Sith where it was like, oh, you were supposed to destroy the the dark side not join them <laughs> with obi-wan kenobi and shit well this one was like you were supposed to draw destroy cable not join them <laughs> i really thought that one was hilarious maybe if i find that meme maybe i'll post that one up on the screen for you guys but if i don't my bad um but yeah streaming has definitely become like cable services now I mean, with the amount of streaming services that are out there right now, I mean, we got now Disney Plus, we got Hulu, we got Netflix, who is still around for some reason, and we got Amazon Prime, and a host of other streaming services that are either in that tier or a little bit lower, you know? I mean,. In my opinion, I don't really consider the HBO shit, like, really a contender. Just because of, like, you know, it's it's HBO, my guy. <laughs> like, it's not like Hulu or, or Netflix or anything like that. I mean, it's HBO with their whole HBO libraries and shit like that. So, you know, they're going to have all their shows already preloaded in the fucking system. Because they own that shit. I mean, HBO has so many years of like content that they could literally just throw on their on their platform and people could watch it. But they're watching it at a very exuberant rate. So I'm just like, I don't want this shit. Because then it's like almost paying for cable for HBO in a way. And I really don't give a fuck that it is paired with AT&T or anything like that or whatever you know because I heard there was like some kind of AT&T deal and I'm just like "Uh, no dude fuck that shit (laughs) AT&T is trash (laughs) just to see like all these streaming services coming about it's, it's getting ridiculous in my opinion it's getting to the point where like You really do have to choose. Like, you can't just sit there and be buddy buddy with all the streaming services because that's how they're really taking advantage of all of us. They really are. I mean, I I myself am being taken advantage of with all the streaming services I have. You know, as you guys probably know already, you know, I have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, and I have Amazon paired with the Shutter account. Shutter um platform. So I get a couple of more movies. Because the Shutter. Application. Gives me access. To all the horror movies. That they have in their library. So. In a way. I'm sitting with like four streaming services. Four. Now. Throw that on top of like. Disney Plus and me personally I wouldn't do like regular bundle Disney Plus just because I want a little bit more bang for my buck so I would go and do the bundle which actually is not a bad deal by the way because you get not only Disney Plus but you get Hulu and you get ESPN Plus and I am a huge sports fan so I wouldn't mind getting ESPN ESPN Plus just because I got the Disney Plus app. That's the only reason why I will probably get the Disney Plus shit. The only reason. Other than that, I wouldn't even fuck with that shit. Like, fuck out of (laughs) here. But the thing is, the point that I'm bringing to you guys right now is, when is it enough? When is this shit enough? When When are we as a consumer going to stop this bullshit like when are we going to stop being taken advantage of Netflix's shitty library I swear I said that shit so nasty (laughs) (laughs) like what, what was that I sound like I was like talking in water or some shit like that give me a moment you guys Had the what the old whistle. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, when are we going to stop being taken advantage by Netflix's shitty services and library? Which they keep raising the price on us for. I don't give a fuck about a new season of Orange is the New Black. I don't give a fuck about House of Cars. I don't. Get that shit out of here. I do like the fact you guys brought Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Old school 1974. Toby Hooper, my nigga. <laughs> Sorry you guys. Sometimes a black verse the black person comes out of me, but I am glad you guys brought 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hulu, you're cool and all. You need more shit in your fucking library. <laughs> and I don't mean just like TV shows. I mean, you guys literally need more movies. I mean, you guys are really putting a little bit the brakes on Netflix. You guys are giving them a run for their money. And especially since you guys are offering your services for a slightly cheaper option or almost like the same price if you have the more expensive without ads, which I don't. (laughs) Just saying, you guys. I don't. I got ads on my shit. (laughs) But, yeah. If you want something like... A platform with no ads and everything you know you're going to pay almost the same price for Netflix as you will with Hulu but Hulu isn't offering much of anything more than Netflix as far as movies yeah they got some really good movies on there I'm not going to lie but get your shit together with some of the horror come on man come on Get together. Get together Hulu. Amazon Prime? I can't complain about you guys too much because you guys got a vast library. Very vast. I mean, so vast you can make Netflix piss in their pants. I'm just saying. But Can y'all stop teasing me with some of these movies that aren't literally on your platform that I have to pay and buy? What in the actual fuck? Amazon. Can can you not show me shit and tease me? Ooh, you could buy Bliss for $5.99 to watch it for. Seven days. But after you watch it, it's only available for four hours. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck, Amazon? You, you fucking serious? You guys are dicking with me. Like, get that shit together, bro. Like, that shit don't make any sense at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any younger. I'm sorry for any younger listeners listening to this. I got a foul mouth. If you have not noticed, I mean, (laughs) if you guys listen to my past podcast, I mean, I try and clean it up sometimes, but this streaming service shit is really annoying. And you, motherfucker, Disney Plus, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers are the worst. You motherfuckers are killing everything right now. Now, no one was paying attention to HBO's bullshit. No one was paying attention to Showtime's bullshit. But you, motherfucker, you, you had to come out and just do the utmost exuberant and most egregious bullshit ever. You guys just had to go and be like, oh, well, let's make our own streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> motherfucker, are you serious? <laughs> like, and then you're gonna rip all the Disney films away from all the other platforms because you guys are like, oh, we can make more money like this. Let's, let's rip these motherfuckers for everything they got. Like, what the? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Like, huh. <sighs> Fuck you, Mickey. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, as you guys probably know, I do not like all the streaming services. So, in closing, as we are closing into the first 30 minutes of the show. (laughs) Fuck this streaming service shit. If I get Disney+, Plus, you guys... Fuck me. <laughs> oh, man. What's your favorite scary movie? Thank you, Ghostface. Um, Now we're going to move on to the news, you guys. Um, So, as you guys probably heard or haven't heard, Scream is returning. Yes, they are going to reboot the series. I mean, rest in peace, Wes Craven and all your work that came with you, but yeah, we are now going to get a new Scream movie brought specifically by Spyglass Entertainment or Spyglass Media Group. Um, well, for you guys that don't know, well, Spyglass, they're responsible for such movies as Sixth Sense, Bruce Almighty, and Memoirs of a Geisha. For some of you guys that don't remember, that came back back in the days. I believe that one was award nominated i don't know if it actually won or not but it was definitely award nominated um but yeah we are supposed to be getting a new screen film coming soon we have no idea whether it's a reboot from screen four or are they going to reboot it from the original scream or are they going to remake it i mean it could go so many ways as much as possible but those are talks that are going through right now um kevin williamson who was co-writer with wes craven for the movie it's not known whether he is going to write the movie or not not much information is being given out as of right now i mean this movie was actually broke through from Blood disgusting which is one of my favorite reading Well, media articles to read from. I can't think of any other place to really go and get my source of information about horror movies besides that place. Um, But yeah, um, just a few thoughts about this whole thing. I mean, Spyglass is also going to reboot the Hellraiser films. So because they managed to get ownership or the rights to most of Dimension film because they went bankrupt or was in some kind of bankruptcy after the whole Harvey Weinstein fiasco which drove the, some of the media outlets into bankruptcy because nobody wanted to fuck with him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, Harvey rapey, rapey, you know, <laughs> but um, not to make a joke because it's really not a joke at all, but But, um, moving forward with Beyond whole Harvey Weinstein because he's a piece of shit anyway. um, My thoughts about this whole Scream reboot, I mean, I am happy that we are getting some new Scream movies because honestly speaking, those TV shows, they did not fulfill what Scream was all about and the only reason why Those shows didn't do as well or was received with well acclaim, because, I mean, it was on MTV and VH1. I mean, they were very limited on what they could do on screen. And to be honest, I mean, I said this earlier in an earlier podcast, I believe, but if we really wanted like Scream as a television show and we wanted to get the full effects of what Scream Scream is like from the films, we need more of Scream to be on, sadly to say, like HBO, Showtime, Netflix. I mean, Netflix could have picked it up. Hulu, Someone. someone that could actually let the show be as explicit as it should be because honestly speaking i mean with it being on mtv or some shit like that you know it's very limited it's very limited on what they could do they're very limited on what they could say you know you can't have ghostface say i got you like a fucking pig on 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 the mtv show Compared to like how he does in the movies, you know? And honestly speaking, I mean, it was, to me, it was better. And I thought it season three was going to rectify that whole old school feeling of Scream, which it did not. I mean, it was good for the first couple of episodes, but then, yeah, after a while, it started tapering off and the plot of the story just started to become weird, and just like something else. Of some other nature. So. To me. I I, I wasn't feeling the TV show. So I'm glad that we're going to get a reboot. That's, that's going to come out. And bring back the old school feeling of Scream. Now I'm hoping. With this reboot. It doesn't go into shitsville. Because we all know. Back in the days. I mean not particularly now because reboots are becoming a lot more better because we're getting a lot more people that are more passionate about these films involved and they're making way better and sometimes above and beyond films than what we were expecting. I mean, we have It, of course, Suspiria, Child's Play, and soon-to-be Candyman. And those were really well-made films. I mean, especially the It series series. And, I mean, if you haven't seen It Chapter 1 or Chapter 2, I mean, I don't know what to tell you right now because you guys are really missing out, especially on Chapter 2 to where everything concludes because it really goes to fucking hell <laughs> in, that, in that movie. So, yeah, I mean, I really could say, like, yeah, we are on a good streak of reboots right now. But it could all go to shitsville. I guess right after the Scream movie comes out. Or even like Candyman. The Candyman movie is not a for sure success just because Jordan Peele is behind it. But it could be something special. We don't know yet until it comes out next year. We also have the Saw reboot which is also being produced by... Chris Rock so we don't know whether that one is going to be good or not also I mean as much as I like Chris Rock as a comedian I mean he's no Dave Chappelle but we don't know whether or not this movie is going to be something good or not or if it's just going to be a clusterfuck of comedy and whatever else is going on Plus, we don't even know if Tobin Bell is going to go back onto this film series and play Jigsaw. Because, as we all know, you know, Jigsaw, the character, he actually died in the movie. And, yeah, I mean, all the Saw series try to keep the character alive as much as possible through memories and flashbacks and what have you, but... We really genuinely don't know whether we are going to get a get well not get A, but get Tobin Bell back on screen playing jigsaw one more time. But as I said also, we don't know whether this this saw film is going to be good or not. We don't know what timeline this saw film is going to take place. We don't know whether it's going to take place in line with all the Lee Wynnell and James Wan saws or is this movie going to pick up from where Jigsaw which was a piece of shit by the way left off or is it and by the way I do know that Jigsaw is parted still like Lee Wynnell and James Wan so nobody kill me <laughs> um we don't know if Chris Rock is going to take the story and make a whole new story out of this film. We just don't know. But we will know by the time it comes out next year also. Um, I'm trying to think, is there another remake or reboot? I mean, I mentioned Halloween also, I believe. If I didn't, um, we have Halloween also in... And that made a killing in the box office and was well received by fans. And to the point that now we're gonna have two more Halloween movies coming out that is supposed to conclude the whole Halloween series within itself. But we'll see when that comes out also whether Michael Myers stayed dead for sure. <laughs> um yeah, just my concern about it is, is the screen movie going to be good? And also, are we going to get the original cast back on board for this movie? I mean, as much as we all love Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette, because they're definitely irreplaceable. I mean, you cannot replace any of those characters with new people and expect to get the same emotion out of it, you know, you can't evoke that, you know, you need those characters in this movie, Um, I would have loved to see Hayden Panettiere or Emma Roberts, you know, well, I mean, she actually was the villain, <laughs> but actually being in the next, you know, line of Scream movies, but I don't know, like, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they'll have some up-and-coming actors and actresses starring in this reboot movie. I don't know, but we still have no idea whether it's going to be a reboot or a remake. Um, I guess we just have to keep an eye out. I mean, as soon as we learn more, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Now, for our next story of the day in the news, there's a new film coming out next month. Um, December sixth, called the Mandela Effect, and if you guys aren't like up on your game about like everything that's happening on YouTube via Shane Dawson, <laughs> um, this one will really go over you guys' head. So this is this is a new sci-fi film that's supposed to be coming out. And it's called the Mandela effect. And in this movie, um, a guy is starting to mistrust everything that he remembers. He's mistrusting his memories and experience. And he realized him and a collective bunch of people are misremembering a bunch of things. And in this film, he's trying to seek out why is that happening? And he discovers the whole Mandela effect. Now, the Mandela effect, for those that don't know, is supposed to be like this whole pseudoscience, I was about to say mystical, but pseudoscience um, theory that there was a report about Nelson Mandela dying when, really, the guy was still in prison. But, apparently, this news got announced in 1984 or 6 or some shit like that, if I can remember. Um, But, Turns out Nelson Mandela never died and he was just in prison and he when he got released, you know, no one remembers that there was a news report about him dying. Maybe a select few remember it, but they don't. And it's also like within a whole bunch of other things that are misremembered, like with the with the candy company kit Kit Kat. Um a lot of people don't remember that, or it, or they do remember. I don't know. I forget which one it is, but it it has something to do with like the hyphen. There's supposed to be either a hyphen within Kit Kat, or there's not supposed to be a hyphen in Kit Kat. I think it's supposed to be. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. But that was one. Another one is supposed to be the whole Berenstein Bears, but. I, myself, was also somebody that got victim to this because I remember it being called Bernstein Bears. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of people remember that Kit Kat had a hyphen in between the kit and the cat. But, turns out, there is no hyphen that's in between. And, that's, like, one of the biggest mind-blowns ever. Um, And, like I mentioned before, the Bernstein Bears shit, you know, a lot of people um, remember the whole, the whole family as Bernstein bears, but as Berenstein bears, and it's just, it's just a whole bunch of other theories that are out there that I just don't want to dive into right now. You guys got to really watch, um, Shane Dawson's, um, theory about the Mandela effect. I mean, it's really interesting. It's an old episode, but it's definitely very interesting and it is definitely relevant to this day. And in the Mandela Effect movie, they actually do go over this shit, you know, about, like, the whole Berenstein shit and all that other shit. I mean, they go over, like, very popular Mandela Effect theories out there. Um, not really much of a horror, I would say, but more of a science fiction type movie. But it's definitely an interesting film to catch because of uh, if you're into, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that, this is definitely a movie to check out. I mean, if you're just, like, moderately piqued interest about um, conspiracies, definitely check this movie out. I mean, I'm kind of interested in it. I don't know if I'm going to actually watch it because there's a lot of other movies that I haven't watched yet like the joker which brings us to our next um new subject so this past weekend the joker just clocked in at 1 billion dollars worldwide in the box office let's give it applause for that one yeah i gotta say i mean No one really thought that this movie was going to hit a billion dollars. I personally did not think it was going to hit a billion dollars, but this movie is really that fucking good. Apparently. And a couple of my friends already seen this movie, and they told me that I would not be disappointed, especially since I'm a fan of the Joker also. I mean, I'm more of a fan of the Dark Knight Joker than anything else. I mean, I never really was like... A big comic book head for the Joker, and honestly speaking, I mean, I always thought the Joker was a joke. <laughs> Twist the words right there. I'm kind of hard to say a bit, but I always thought that Joker just wasn't really that intimidating, personally. And and we gotta give it more because of the whole way he was portrayed in the Batman animated series um, TV show where he was. Just portrayed with such a goofy personality. And in other Batman cartoons. He was really portrayed in like such a goofy. As well as such a goofy figure. To where like he wasn't really that intimidating at all. To where like you just wasn't like oh my god it's the Joker. ooh, he's so scary or anything like that. You know but now it's like. The more I dig deep into like the comic books of. What the Joker is about, and reading like books about like, well, not books, but reading um, Batman books. You know, they're they're actually novel books, um, and they have the Joker on there, and just to see how vicious this guy's character was, or is, I should say, and how crazy this guy really is, I I am, shocked. <laughs> I will have to say I am, for one, am shocked. Like, damn, this dude Joker is no joke at all. He is no one to play with. What in the hell? <laughs> oh man, it and it really does make me kind of upset because he was so misrepresented, like in between, like the '80s and '90s, so much. I mean, to where like. No one didn't really care for the Joker like how they do now. But now because like he's being portrayed more in his more vicious form. And the way he should be actually originally portrayed. I just feel like sometimes we get a little too burnt out from Joker fatigue. I mean we had the Jared Leto Joker. Which also by the way Jared Leto is fucking pissed. And if I was Jared Leto I'll be pissed too. Like. Bro, I was supposed to be having a Joker movie. And y'all motherfuckers canceled my shit? What in the hell? So, yeah, I mean, if I was Jared Leto, I'll be pissed too about that. So, yeah, I mean, I remember when all those Joker films were being talked about too. And I personally, and I remember talking about this too. And you guys could account for it because I mentioned it in an earlier podcast that These Joker films were maybe like a little too much. Or maybe I was talking about the Child's Play movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the Child's Play movie and TV show. But I was talking about in lieu of the Joker films that were going to come out. And I mentioned how like with those two Child's Play TV show. Well, the TV show and the movie coming out. And they were at one point were supposed to be slated to come out simultaneously around the same time. You know, I was mentioning how people might be a little confused dealing with like a uh, not Joker, but a child's play TV show and then the movie, Child's Play, and they're realizing those two have no correlation with each other if they're somebody that have not been keeping up with the franchise at all. And the same thing goes for the Joker. I mean, one could go and watch the Jared Leto Joker, or not the Jared Leto Joker, but King Phoenix Joker movie, and think like this other Joker movie that has Jared Leto in there, are supposed to be the same thing until they realize, oh wait, why is the Joker looking so different? Why does this look like Suicide Squad Joker? What the fuck is going on? You know? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it could be kind of confusing. It could be kind of annoying that these companies would do that type of shit, but at the end of the day, I mean, if the show is good or if the movie is good, I mean, as long as they're a success, I have no issue with it. In which the Joker movie was definitely a success. I mean, after all the blunders of like Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman and Justice League, DC finally came out with a decent film I mean I hear Aquaman is really good Wonder Woman is cool but this Joker movie is definitely the movie to check out now I'm gonna try and check it out as soon as possible hopefully before this month is over if I don't get to see it um, I'll rub sand in my sad little eyes also, I need to buy some sand. <laughs> okay, if you guys don't watch Archer, I mean that—that's where it came from. <laughs> but I am going to go ahead and take a break for you guys, and when I come back, we are going to talk about rattlesnake. Okay, that's <laughs> that was so lame. <laughs> I got—if I, you guys noticed—I got way too much energy today. I don't know why. I didn't really sleep like that well and I'm just up here just like full of energy like I just had like I don't know the best sex of my life or some shit like that but either way I'm gonna come back for you guys and when I come back I'm gonna talk about Rattlesnake and this will be part of the segment Bird Box or Nah Red rum. Red rum. Red, rum. Red rum all right you guys so we are back and we are back for our segment of bird box or not now for some of you guys that are unfamiliar with the subject or with this segment um in this segment we decide whether a netflix film or sometimes an outside netflix film is worth watching or not and it's usually a newer film So, as you guys know, I've been watching a lot of 2019 films this month. Um, I told you guys, I am going to watch as many films as possible that are on stream. And I am going to rank all of these films in a big ranking system come next month. And I will make a podcast for you guys. I don't know how many podcasts it will be. (laughs) Because it's a lot of movies, I got to tell you. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to rank the films, and I'm going to give you guys my list of movies that I think are good, and which ones are not good so far. Or actually, that are not so far, but that are good throughout the year. So, if I like this film, and you guys should watch it, you guys will hear this. Look at this. Isn't it beautiful? guys, please don't do this. Show the baby. Show the baby no, no no olivia you're so bad that means you should not bird box it oh and um i'm, I'm getting too far ahead of myself for you guys um if you guys watch the movie bird box you guys would know that in the film bird box for those that are unfamiliar with the term it's when you blindfold yourself from seeing You know, in the film, they blindfold themselves to not see the monster, which was either causing them to either, A, commit mass suicide, or B, they praised the monster and they were committing murder, which I have no idea how that was even possible. I I don't get it. But, yeah. um, That is how the segment is going to play. So once again, if you should watch this movie, you will hear this sound. Look at this. Isn't it beautiful? Gary, please don't do this. Show the baby. Show the baby. No, 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 Olivia. You're just so bad. And if you should not watch this movie, this means you should bird box that shit and you will hear this sound. Listen to me. I'm only going to say this once. Under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Do not take your blindfolds off. Do not. All right. Plain and simple. All right. Let's get into the shit. All right. So I watched a movie called Rattlesnake just recently, and I noticed that this was something that was like talk of the town around my job and what have you. As you guys know, I got a day job also. This is not my only job. YouTube is not my life or anything like that. But I'm not trying to be YouTube famous or anything like that either. You know? But as you guys know, um, well, not you guys know, but um, what I was hearing, I was kind of jumping around, you guys, sorry, for a bit. Um, what I was hearing is that there is this new movie called Rattlesnake on Netflix I already had it, like, put on my list of must-watch movies because it was a 2019 movie and it's a horror also. And as you guys know, we do nothing about horror movies here. But, um, I didn't know how acclaimed this movie was at first. So, I noticed that it was trending a lot of times. I was like, okay, this movie is trending. Maybe I should check it out. So I finally took the day, checked out the movie. And just so you guys know, there are going to be spoilers in this shit. I mean, you guys should already know whenever I do this show, there are spoilers whenever I talk about a film, especially when I'm doing kind of like a deep dive analysis about a film and my thoughts about it. In this film, we are taken with a mother and daughter named Katrina and her daughter Clara who is played by Carmen Ijogo and Apolina Pratt I don't know why I rolled my tongue on that but <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Spanish movies just so you know you guys and my goodness I mean sometimes I just have to roll my R's and now it's starting to become like a little bit of a habit <laughs> so yeah excuse me if I'm rolling my R's In unnecessary situations. Anyway. So this movie is written and directed by Zach Hilditch. Who also did the movie 1922. Which is also on Netflix. Which you guys could check out. I have not watched that movie at all by the way. I've been meaning to. But I never got a chance to watch it. And I don't know if I'm going to get the chance to watch it anytime soon. But I'll probably check it out sometime later on but moving on so we're taken with this mother and daughter and what happens is that the daughter she ends up getting a snake bite after Katrina caught a flat tire out on the road they're trying to make their way from Phoenix to Oklahoma for whatever reason I guess they're starting over what have you they never really explain why they were starting over I guess I don't know something happened to the husband and Katrina she's moving back with her mom so for whatever reason um they're moving back they're moving back to her mom's house and they're starting over in Oklahoma so they catch a flat tire and during that flat tire situation while Katrina is trying to change the tire and what have you Clara is bit by a rattlesnake now we all know like being bit by a rattlesnake that is like the worst thing in the world for anybody i mean for any snake bite that you get you know i mean it's one of the worst that you could get i should say so katrina she's trying to find a way to save her daughter um, she managed to find this little trailer out in the middle of nowhere. Where she is stranded. By the way. where She caught her flat. The woman. That lives in the trailer. Ends up helping, helping Katrina out. And ends up. Saving Clara. How we don't know. They don't really show that for us. We just know like. She was given some type of remedy. And she was saved. So Katrina takes her daughter to the hospital and she is now in urgent care or whatever kind of care, ICU, whatever the fuck. And she's just like right now resting and what have you. The doctors don't believe Katrina about what happened because the snake bite that was on Clara ended up vanishing like it disappeared. So, the doctors think Katrina is pretty much like, you know, stressed out, kind of weary, kind of like tired, whatever, from the drive. And by the way, they're stranded in Tulia, Texas, I believe. They were stranded in Texas. So, they're stranded in a Texas town trying to make their way to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I know I'm going to be jumping back and forth, you guys, so so bear with me. Try and keep up. <laughs> All right. Um, during this time while they're at the hospital, while Clara is resting, Katrina is visited by a man, and what this man tells her is that she have to kill somebody in return for save for them saving her daughter's life. So basically, her soul was supposed to be taken, but because Katrina wanted to save her soul, which I mean makes no sense at all. Um, she had to kill somebody before sun before sundown. And everything will be paid in full just like that. <sighs> that is the plot. now throughout this story and I'm gonna be kind of switching off talking out little bits about the plot and characters also in this plot I'm for this movie it's very simple. The only problem that I have with the plot of this movie is that it just, it was, it wasn't that good. It wasn't interesting at all and it it would be more based on the character Katrina, that's why. I would have to say Katrina was not the most outstanding character in this film at all. She had, she had one job. One job in this hour and 30 plus minute movie. One fucking job. Kill somebody before sundown. She had countless opportunities. Countless opportunities. From when she was in the hospital, she met some random family whose dad was dying. Her thought was, hey, let me go ahead and kill this guy and let's do that so I could save my daughter. The man is dying anyway. Why not? You would think that would be, that would have been simple for this character, but no, it wasn't. The dad ended up dying anyway, but not in the hands of her helping to kill him No, he died on his own power. What the fuck? Then she had another opportunity. Hey, why not just kill the guy that's abusing his girlfriend? All right. How many times did you have that opportunity? I mean, she had countless opportunities, by the way. But let's not let's not even get into that first. Let's get into all the in-between shit that happened in this movie that really just like grinded my gears in all the wrong ways. One. This bitch had until sundown. What does this chick do? She drinks. <laughs> Not once. But twice. Once before she does her killing at the hospital. Or tries to attempt to do the killing at the hospital. She's she's plowing down. Like one of those little drinks. In the hotel rooms and all that. Just to gain some liquid courage. To kill somebody. And then two... She's pounding shot after shot after shot after she was unsuccessful at the hospital. She goes to this little bar where she's pounding shot after shot after shot. And she she was given a free shot by the bartender at this bar. Because I guess the bartender could sense the patheticness and unhappiness and disappointment that Katrina was in. Now, this character, I mean, the thing is that there's some context to why she wasn't, like, killing right away. It's because the character Katrina, she they already tried to establish in the beginning of the film that we don't hurt people. She is somebody that's a big peacemaker. She doesn't believe in, like, any type of violence at all. And that's okay. That is okay. But sometimes the most... Peaceful of people can be the most violent people, also. I mean, Ted Bundy. (laughs) My God, that guy seemed like he was very non threatening, did he? And look what he was doing. I mean, he was one of the most sadistic serial killers in America. John Wayne Gacy. Dressed up as a clown at kids' parties. What did he do? Raped and killed kids. And, oh my god, the list could go on and on about different people that could be seen. Like, they're perceived as most peaceful. But they have a dark side to them. And, to me, Katrina is no exception to it she definitely has a dark side but she does not embrace it and that's and that's fine I mean we could be dicked around with this character a whole bunch of times about how she's not really that violent and that cruel in nature and what have you but at the end of the day she's still human So, yeah, I mean, that really grinded my gears about her. I mean, she even listens to a podcast about how, like, driven to the edge of desperation, we all have to give in to our violent side or our fight and flight mode. Which is kind of like some symbolism of foreshadowing to the film and what have you, but... At the same time, I mean, it's like we have this character who still is like, we shall not hurt humans. I mean, her daughter, Clara, if she was in Katrina's shoes, she would have been killed somebody in the first 10 minutes of the movie. (laughs) As soon as that kind of situation was brought up because she fucked somebody up at school that was making faces at her. So, yeah, I mean, and she said it herself that that girl had it coming. She had it coming. Well, didn't Billy have it coming, Katrina, when he was beating up on Abby? Oh, yeah. As I mentioned before, there was a guy that was beating up on his girlfriend. And it's known around the the town that he's doing that. Especially with the bartender. Mainly the bartender. The bartender knows that. This man is beating up on his girl. So. You would think as a woman. This would be enough for her to want to just. Kill the motherfucker. But it wasn't. She stalled out so many times. This bitch has so many opportunities. It was like. What are you doing? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Killed the guy already. (laughs) And sorry you guys. I mean for those that are probably listening to this. I know I'm probably like. Addressing her as the B word. Way too many times. But I mean. In a way this is kind of like how. How some of us talk. But I mean just it's all in jokes, I, I really mean no offense by it, but to me, I'm just like, what is this woman doing, why hasn't she killed this guy yet, she had an opportunity to kill him at his house, when he was in the shower, I mean, she could have shot him while he was butt ass naked trying to get a towel, simple and plain, he wouldn't have seen it coming, Second time she could have killed him. Still in his house. When he was sitting there with a smile on his face. By the way. What kind of acting was that? Like Billy. You're supposed to be scared Billy. You're staring down. With a woman. With a gun in your face. Billy. How are you just going to smile. And just sit there so calmly. And just like follow her instructions. There was no fear on your face. Billy. None. Billy. Now you're scared. Now you're scared. Once you get to the mountains. She's telling you to get out the truck. And now you're scared Billy. Before you were just smirking. With a smile on your face. Like I got my beer. This woman is holding a gun to my face. She's trying to kill me, but I'm taking all of this as a joke. Come on, Billy. Come on. Come on, Billy. Come on. What kind of acting is that, Billy? At first you weren't scared. Now you're scared. Which one is it, Billy? Because you're confusing the shit out of me. Come on, Billy. Come on but anyway coming back to when she had a gun in his face at his house she could have shot him there. Some was still out. she could have shot him once and they got to the mountains and she told him to stop she couldn't even, she could have shot him without telling him to stop. I mean, yeah, probably it would have just fucked up everything. The car still would have been in motion because she's in the back seat. But she could have told him stop the car right here, quick trigger, boom! The dude is dead. The dude is dead. But this has got to be the worst character that is in a fucking film. Like, why did it take her so damn long to kill somebody? Why? I felt like I was in a whole realm of being dicked around the whole entire time. It was just easy. She has so many opportunities. Why? Like, the character within itself was frustrating. What made it even more frustrating is when she did research... And she found all those people that were telling her. Hey Katrina. You need to do this shit before Sunday. Like those motherfuckers was telling her too. They were warning her. And they weren't going to hurt her at all. They were going to hurt her daughter. So yeah. I mean. this, This chick is sitting there all scared and shit. Like oh shit. Who are these people coming after me? Like it was funny though. And there were some funny moments too. Like the little kid that was like. Banging his head on her window. And he actually busted the window. That shit was actually funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Sometimes kids kids in horror movies do funny shit. Like in Pet Symmetry with like the kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who else found his laugh hilarious. But that shit is actually funny. I didn't like the movie still. But that shit was hilarious but they could be annoying like the kid in babadook. Oh my god, that fucking kid was so annoying. I was just like, "Babadook, please take t- please take this kid. I need a new one anyway." <laughs> but that was a horrible film within itself. I mean, but we'll talk about that another time. Or actually, I did talk about that another time. You guys just need to check that one out. But uh <laughs> Yeah. That shit was funny, and then the that same scene, I mean, she fell out of her car, and she almost got her head smashed, like, she almost got killed, and it was funny with the dude, he was like, oh my god, lady, I almost ended you, <laughs> and then when he was like, when she ran away, he was like, fucking bath salts, man, that shit was so hilarious, one, I'm just wondering, like, who the fuck is still doing bath salts? that was, like, such a 2012 thing. 2012, 2013. You know, that was that bullshit where, like, people were all on World Star, just like, hey, man, I'm just doing the bath salt challenge, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know anybody doing that bath salt shit anymore. You know? All right. <laughs> well, not to say I knew people doing it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how popular this shit is right now. You know, who the hell is rec- recreationally using bath salt? That's like a what the fuck moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was funny. That was one. Two, I'm sitting there like, what year is this? <laughs> oh, man, like. Like, that that has got to be the funniest shit ever. Just just to even bring up, like, man. Like, usually people will say fucking Tide Pods or, you know, some other bullshit that people are doing on the internet. But, bath sauce, my dude? <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, that was like the one funny moment in this film that I really liked. Um, there's not much that I could really say I liked about this film, honestly speaking. I mean, there's really not much I could say about this film that I really like. Between the horrible script writing, story, the horrible plot of the story, and just the overall characters, like, I really did not like the characters at all. Mainly Katrina. She was probably the worst one of them all. I could not stand. Like watching her. At all. And it was like. At some point. It got to sundown. Which like. She looked up that sundown was 530 p.m. Motherfucking clock is sitting at 539. Did she just miss. Like her opportunity. Didn't her daughter just get killed and died. For good good. Like what the hell. But apparently. She still made it. The fucking rattlesnake. I guess scared the hell out of Billy. And she came over to Billy. And started slitting his throat. At 540. So. She narrowly made it. I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But. The movie is definitely a bird box, that shit. Listen to me. I'm only going to say this once. Under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Okay to take your off. Do not take your blindfolds off. Do not. I wouldn't want you guys to waste your time like I wasted mine. The characters are definitely not the best. This was, this got to be one of the worst movies I've watched. Next to the haunting of Sharon Tate. In Hagazooza. (laughs) Oh my god. I watched Hagazooza yesterday. And that was the worst fucking shit I have watched. Movie is disturbing as fuck. Very disturbing. I mean. Each scene is like something new. Is like an oh shit moment. But the thing about this movie is that. It has no motivation, it has no plot, it has no real story, it has no real story that makes you want to watch this movie, like, what's the plot, what is her goal, like, what is she trying to achieve, like, it's missing, like, the fundamental points of why we want to watch a character in a movie, and that character, Albrun, I believe that was her name, had no had no fucking motivation. Like what the fuck. So Bird Box that shit too. Even though it's on fucking Amazon. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway you guys. I will be right back. And as you guys know. I got your outro. Which is usually a meme of the week. And a must watch movie of the week. Which I did not mention you guys. In the intro. So yeah. If you guys caught that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will be right back. Wendy, darling, light of my life, I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> yo 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 we are back guys we are back with the outro and as you guys know we always got a must watch movie of the week and a meme of the week so let's start with the meme of the week so the meme of the week is of leatherface and we have another buffalo Bill reference so it's a nice little illustration of leatherface and he's putting makeup on And what he says is, I fuck me. (laughs) And I actually thought it was a really dope meme because it just reminded me again once of Silence of the Lamb dealing with Buffalo Bill and everything. And you guys know already how much I really do kind of like those scenes with Buffalo Bill and everything. But moving forward, our must-watch movie of the week is The Green Inferno. So, this movie came out in 2013. It is an Eli Roth movie starring Lorenz, Lorenza Izzo, Sky Fiera, who plays a very hilarious character in the film, and Aaron Burns, who ends up getting killed in the most vicious way possible. And if you guys are into like movies like Cannibal Holocaust or Cannibal Ferox or anything like that, or any k- kind of like the Cannibal films, this is one of those movies that are just like one of those films that pay homage to those it's like the film of films you know and in this film a group of college students that are part of an activist group they are protesting in the peruvian amazon dealing with like some i guess you want to say like destruction of the amazon rainforest and what have you and what happens is that after they were successful with their little activism stunt which ends up being a publicity stunt they're playing Crash in the middle of the Amazon and they end up getting abducted by a cannibalistic tribe and while they are held hostage by this tribe they are trying to figure out a way to escape and sur- or survive from the cannibalistic tribe in their vicious ways um, I actually if you guys have been watching my bargain bin Um, collection I bought this movie at Amoeba for a very decent price actually when I found it so you guys know I already own this film so I've already watched this once before but just to see it now on Netflix really drew my interest into the movie even more and just to see it now actually on here and you guys can actually check it out I would advise you guys to definitely check it out If you're not too grossed out by like seeing body parts getting cut off or anything like that. If you're somebody that's very squeamish to like. gory movies that are dealing with like people getting cut up. Getting their eyeballs ripped out. um, Them talking about like female circumcision and shit like that you know stuff that makes you kind of squeamish and make you not want to eat dinner afterwards (laughs) I would advise you guys not to watch this film and maybe watch something a little bit more light hearted like Nightmare Before Christmas but other than that I mean I am signing out for today it's your boy Walter Doom with another episode of Let's Talk About Horror the Podcast I will catch you guys another day Uh, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter which is Walter Doom on Instagram and Walter Doom 1 on Twitter and also if you guys aren't following me make sure you follow me leave a like leave a comment subscribe all that shit turn on notifications (laughs) but other than that I am signing out this is America don't let me catch you slipping up Isso.